0: Welcome to the Fantasy Trash Talk channel, your number one source for hardcore cash-focused fantasy basketball. We are a channel focused on season-long cash fantasy basketball with two expert hosts who play over $5,000 of their own money. Sit back while we get into the strategy of how to win your league. Don't forget to follow and subscribe. Check us out on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. All right, we are live in a Joel Embiid snake draft. I have just picked one of my least favorite players in the entire NBA. I'm joined by Jacob. We're going to be showing you guys a mock draft building around Joel Embiid. First thing that we noticed when we were talking through this before we got it started is that you pretty much have
1: to consider punt assists if you are going to do a punt around Embiid. Why is that so, Jacob? I just don't think you can get the assists in the second round or the third round to compensate your loss there. If you look at the guys who go in the first round, everybody, not everybody, most players are high assist players and as you go through the first three or four rounds, you basically cover all the assist guys uh, who are going to get you high assists for the season. So unless you get a big assist guy in your first two or three picks, it's just worth punting it.
0: We're talking about You know Whether you just go straight punt assists or whether you add something else, I was looking at the Player Raider Basketball Monster has a great free tool, a lot of Z-score games that you can play, and I keep playing with punting assists and threes or punting assists and steals. I don't really want to go to a triple punt. I don't feel like Embiid is one of the better players to gain from the triple punt, but it's crazy how the values change when you swap out threes or you swap out steals. Like, if you want steals, then suddenly, um, Lori Markman is probably your first pick in the second round. If you swap threes, Jimmy Butler is hard to cast there. And when you look at the projected
1: ADP for our pick two, Laurie and Jimmy are probably going to be really close there for the person that's going to be. Yeah. And I think this is going to be a pretty common theme for all of our videos, but. Jimmy Butler, at least his stats from last year, he fits every punt like pretty much any anything you're punting. He's going to be an absolute monster. Even if you punt assists and steals, which is two of his better categories, he's still the 24th best player from last year. I'm in this draft, but we're not really paying attention to my picks. This is all about Embiid, I and mean, you know, looking at this, I like
0: Jimmy. His advanced stats fly off the board per game. He's a monster. But with how deep the heat just went going into the NBA finals before losing to the Denver Nuggets and with how banged up Jimmy was last year, hard to see the motivation for him to play heavy minutes this year, especially if they just got to the finals as an eight seed. Are the heat
1: really motivating to try to be a 1 seed or 2 seed this year? I think that's a really good point. We don't know what's going on with Lillard and that will change everything with every draft once we find out about that. But for now... I think they have to play Jimmy. They lost their depth. They lost Max Struess and Gabe Vincent. So they just need guys to go out there and play or they're going to finish as the eighth seed again like they did last year. And I don't think they want to be in the play-in again. So I think they're going to go out and and play hard. Maybe Jimmy plays 59 games out of 64 games. But in those 59 games, he's going to be pretty awesome. Yep.
0: And we see Jimmy Butler go off the board. Well, wow. making the situation pretty easy for us at 23 we're really hoping for Laurie market in the fall i like to take this as an opportunity to say you know i do not endorse joe rb this year you know we talk about this a lot but we look for players that are going up in their career or firmly in their prime and B arguably is nearing the end of his prime when you look at how big men age we look for players that don't have a severe injury history and he does have a severe injury history we look at body types, we look at play styles, we look at team motivation. There's some weird question marks around the Philadelphia 76ers this year, including what happens with James Harden. Are they a team that's going to be competing? Is Joel Embiid going to be happy? All right, it's our pick now, and we have an opportunity to take Donovan Mitchell and secure some scoring, which is really attractive because when you punt assists, scoring is one of the things that tends to be a little harder on... Um, Donovan Mitchell is a standout in scoring. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to skip the punt once and hope that Laurie Markkinen makes it three more picks to us. Now just one more pick. Laurie makes it to us. That worked out really well. We're going to be grabbing Laurie. Let's talk about why Laurie is you good fit with Embiid. So jumping over to the player ranker, we put in the punt assists and steals. When we punt assists and steals, Laurie Markkinen
1: is suddenly the sixth best player in the entire punt. Pretty pretty crazy stuff. Yes, yeah. and that's from last year. We don't know what he's going to do this year, obviously. But uh, and if you look at it too, Donovan Mitchell in the punt assists and steals, he's twenty second, and he was he averaged one and a half steals last year, so that's one of his better stats. Uh, and I think what you're saying is right about the assists. You have really massive scorers who also give you massive assists, guys like Luca, Trey Young, uh, those kind of guys. The, they skew the numbers there. So, um, early on, like you said, skip the punt and take Donovan Mitchell. I don't see Donovan Mitchell falling that far in most drafts, but he did in this one. This is why we get to play the game. You'll always
0: be surprised. There's always two, maybe three names that you're absolutely shocked on draft day. And guys, don't feel so married to your punt that you have to take the punt pick every single turn. Guys, don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, we're going to not only be picking 1 through 12 and making punt videos for every major punt, but we're also going to redo this in about 45 days. So we're doing it now, end of August, giving you guys an idea of where our thoughts are. But also after some final trades are done, rosters really lock in and we get to see ADP data. We'll come back and we'll talk about it again. Okay, so we're going to be up in four picks. Let's talk about this fourth round and fifth round. Um, it's going to be hard for me to pass Nick Claxton, but I might have to because this build over concentrates blocks so heavily Claxton in the assist steals build last year came in 15 I'm going to look for some more scoring if I can get it DeMar DeRozan really kind of jumps off the board
1: That's if I'm doing the more Punk threes variation of it Yeah uh, Zach Levine also on the Bulls, uh, he jumps out in the punt assists because he's a high-volume scorer, doesn't get a lot of assists. Yeah. His turnovers are a little high for the lack of assists, but I think with this build, you're going to win turnovers pretty much any week anyway. I am tempted because I'm still confident that we're going
0: to clean up on blocks on the back half to go to Rosen and Levine here. And the reason I said DeRozan first is just by ADP. That's scoring. Yeah. DeRozan is going to be the pick. We're keeping both of our percentages very high. One of the strongest parts about and we get to pick Levine. That's awesome. I like to go over to the Yahoo projector. Now, I don't like to use projected stats as much as I like to use average stats, but it's really good for percentages. So right now our team projects to be a 505 field goal with 86% free throw. So we are fourth in field goal percentage and first in free throw percentage. This is how you build a top seat in fantasy basketball. When you're good at both percentages, and because you're punting assists, you're going to be the leader in turnovers almost every single week. You have the opportunity to put 7 2 weeks together, 8 1 weeks together, which is absolutely fantastic. So, you know, we are not even that weak in threes. Because we got Donovan Mitchell, we got Zach Levine. Uh, We are not weak in points. We're really just not weak. Uh, You know, we could use some more rebounding. Our assists aren't even the worst. Steals were middle of the pack. Blocks were surprisingly low. So we're going to see the blocks jump back up with some of our later picks. Michael Porter Jr. is a player that really excels in this build. Mitchell Robinson is a player that excels in either version of this build. Simons is a guy that can give you an absolute ton of scoring. Yeah. So let's say we're zeroed in on the steel, assist steel version. One thing you can do is you can sort on the player by who gets the biggest benefit and then look for players in a similar range. So one of the numbers that's jumping out to me right now, I see Bobby Portis jumps all the way up to 46. We'll consider him in later rounds. Michael Porter Jr. is 25th. Which is pretty good. We are
1: on the clock. Porter Junior is available there. I think we're going to go Porter Junior. Yeah, outdo Porter or Jeremy Grant here. All right, we picked uh, Porter Junior. Auto draft Silgin,
0: and that is okay. Mitchell Robinson is there. We wanted some more blocks anyway.
1: Yeah, and when you have DeRozan... Robinson's 26th in the build, yeah. When you have DeRozan and Embiid, Donovan Mitchell shoots a lot of free throws. Levine, pretty good. marketing you got a lot of high-volume, very good free throw shooters. You can absorb somebody like Mitch Robinson onto your team, and you don't have to... we are still going to be a good free throw. free throw shooting team. You just can't have too yeah. many of those guys. You can't have Mitch Robinson and Jakob Pertl, and, I don't know, maybe one more guy who's gonna kill your free throw then you're gonna mess it up but for now you can do it we are the number one projected team by a
0: pretty safe margin using last year's numbers and this is what it really comes down to right like are your players going to play as many games as they did last year or are you gonna find them sitting more games a couple of weird things happened last year first off people were looking for victor webb we had the race for wemby And I think this caused more teams to sit more players than we would expect to normally see. But not only that, a lot of injuries. Some fluke injuries to players as well. I would expect players like Laurie Markkinen to play as many games as they did last year, barring a fluke injury. It would be pretty hard for me to think Embiid matches his MVP season. I'll do that again. MVP with the quote marks. Very hard to imagine Joel Embiid is able to replicate the amount of games played and the performance. Guys, don't forget to like and subscribe, but also follow me on Instagram at stramshow. I am putting us into group chats on Instagram, stramshow, S-T-R-A-M show. And you can do mock drafts with the Trash Talk team. Not only that, but you can uh, ask us questions. And for most of the time, we'll answer. Remember... We don't sell any picks, nothing like that. We're just guys that play for a lot of cash, and we like to have fun, and we like the community. Also, if you want to play in the L.A., Dallas, or New York City leagues that we're building, not only will you get to play against us, but also you get to have a little bit of time on the channel, and we'll meet up in person to shoot some hoops and grab some beers. Yeah, and
1: one other thing going off the mock drafts, uh, the auction mock drafts are really hard to fill, but those are most of the drafts that I'm going to be doing. So, I would love to fill up those auction mocks just to see where people's minds are for uh, player values and all that. So, if you're interested in joining an auction mock, hit up Josh on Instagram and we'll get one going. Awesome. Love to
0: see it. I've selected a couple of players that I absolutely love in the pun assist deal pun assist world. I like Simons if they can fall one more pick to me, but I think Auto Pick is going to select them. I also don't hate Clay Thompson here at all. What did Clay come in last year? Clay was thirty-eight, pretty pretty solid. Clay or Simons? Uh, we're gonna go Simons. I would take both. just because. Yeah, I mean, if Clay's still there, we'll take Clay as well. And we get Clay as well. Yeah, we also like Jabari Smith Jr. Here, a lot of upside. John Collins has an opportunity to redeem himself. Part of the John Collins story that I think not everybody knows is that he has permanently damaged one of his fingers, and that that has dramatically affected his shooting percentages. With a full offseason, you never know who's going to get a cleanup procedure. You never know what another year of rehab is. John Collins is a player that has put up some top 20 fantasy value at different points in his career. Playing on the Utah Jazz, they're heavily motivated to rehab him, give him a lot of play time, and then turn him into a trade asset. Yep. So we like John Collins here in this build, especially when we're punting assists and or
1: steals. Bobby Portis, playing on Team USA, also jumps out at us. You know, Josh, something I've noticed, because I love the pun assist build. This is my favorite build. And something I've noticed is that when you look at the projections, you're and you if you do it the right way, you're always in the top two or three of the projections. And I think it's because... I, I mean, it, it. there's a lot of parts to it, but I think a big part of it is that players, that assist tend to jump up really high up on the board. People draft players who are high in assists in the top three rounds. And if you can target guys who aren't doing that, uh, then you don't have to chase it later and you didn't get it at the beginning. I don't know if that, that totally makes yeah. sense, but basically you have all this value out there of guys who aren't getting assists, who just don't show up, in the rankings otherwise so just constantly every time I do this build and I do a mock I'm like why am I first why am I second it just keeps happening and obviously it's just projections or stats from last year we don't know what's going to happen next year but I really think this is a super strong build but
0: think about think about. I agree with everything you said. think about regression to the mean right we were having this conversation in the group chat with Rain as I paused for a second before selecting Dennis Schroeder. No, Colin Sexton. I'll go Shredder with the next foot. Shredder with the next foot. And we are the number two team. Yeah, so what I was saying, we're middle of the pack in field goal here, but we are the best free throw percentage shooting team. Number two and three, so we're one in points. We could stream rebounds if we needed to. We're low end assists, mid-pack steals, higher end blocks, mid-pack turnovers. This is such a flexible team. Like Considering that I hate Embiid, I I feel good about this. Um, The rest of the team is fun. Yeah, so what I wanted... I wanted to talk about regression of the mean for a second. So, when you are picking a player... We use Anthony Edwards. I've seen a lot of analysts say he's going to have a first-round year, first-round year. And It's definitely possible. He's never done it before. And when you go higher and higher in the stratosphere in the NBA... Teams are now guarding you like you're the best player. They're game-planning for you. You're not a second option hiding behind Cat anymore. Anthony Edwards is now going to get a whole bunch of double teams. I'm going to pick one of the Thompson twins. I don't even know which one while I finish this rant. And then I'm going to pick Brandon Miller, the number two pick for Charlotte. That's the draft. I'm going to leave it over here for a little bit so you guys can look at the picks while I finish this rant. But about regression to the mean, it takes so much energy. It's so impressive that LeBron James was like, Fantasy player for like a decade, a decade. Teams game plan for LeBron and they still couldn't stop it. You have a lot of guys that are the number one player on their team in terms of shot attempts, but they don't play make and they don't play defense. To be a top 12 fantasy player, you either have to be outrageous at a category like blocks like JJJ is, or you have to have an elite top 15 real life player game. And that's what happens most of the time. So when I look at Anthony Edwards, Could he jump from 40, 42 and per game all the way up to top 12? Yeah, he could. He has that potential. But where is the value? When you pick him in the first round, you're hoping for 30 slots of gain without any evidence. This is what regression to the mean is. Regression to the mean is I jump over here and I sort the rankings for last year. Let's just look at regular value, no punt. I'm just going to pick a player at random. You're okay. gonna drop down to like the third round. Lamelo ball is a great example. Thirtieth in per game last year. He had tons of injuries and Charlotte's tanking. Lamelo has been a top twelve player in previous years. Now, do I think Lamelo, who has been top twelve previously, do I think he is more or less likely to achieve a higher spot than thirty? I think Lamelo is way more likely to be above being below thirty. I think you grab another player Picking in at random. And I'm going to go... Buddy Heald. 49th. Buddy Heald had a resurgent year last year. But he's got to be damn near 30 if he isn't already 30. Someone look up Buddy Heald's age for me.
1: I think he's 29.
0: 29 or 30. 30 years old. He's 30 years old. Buddy Heald is 30 years old. He was given a lot of minutes and a lot of shots on an Indiana Pacers team. What direction is this Pacers team going? They just gave a lot of money to Bruce Brown. We know Halliburton's going to play. I would say that if I'm a betting man, I don't think Buddy Heald finishes a top 50 player this year like he did last year. This is regression to the mean. If Buddy Heald has given you a seven year career and one year is an outlier, what do I want to pick? Do I want to pick the guy who's never done it before or do I want to pick the guy that usually does it? I tend to try to stack my bets for the guy that usually does it in the high rounds. And then in the low rounds, you're picking 100? Go, Jabari Smith Jr. Go, Ben Simmons. Go, Brandon Miller. I pick someone that has that potential because you're not really risking much. Okay, that's going to do it for this. Let's take a look at our team real quick. Built around Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, Donovan Mitchell, Loria Markinen, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Michael Porter Jr. I'm really happy with that first six. I really don't have any... Like, that first six fits together. You get a lot of scoring, which is harder to get in the later rounds. Mitchell Robinson, Simons, Clay Thompson, Sexton, Shorter. I'm noticing as I look back on this, I went really big light. I did not go big man heavy. And this build tends to favor big men. So if I was going to optimize this and play this a bunch of times, I think picking two is hard because there's so much space between your picks. But I think if you're going two and you go and beat, I think this is a good model. Yeah. Maybe look to add in a little more rebounding and a little more bigs. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this video. As always, these fans to Trash Talk. We're going to have a great time this season. Don't forget to like and subscribe. As always, don't forget to drink the blood of your enemies. Crush the souls of your friends. Trash Talk out.